You're listening to the Tour Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode two of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line once again by the editor of the Tool Station Western League Bulletin. It is Mr. Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Good to hear from you. How are you doing? I'm good. It's been a long time, hasn't it? We Well, uh, it probably actually hasn't been quite as long as it feels, <laughs> but we haven't spoken for a while, which in our, in our case is probably mm. quite a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice to have a break, but it does, yeah, it does feel feel a while, doesn't it? So, yeah, good to get back into things. I think July was essentially, suddenly suddenly dawned on me. It was a little early to, to get yeah, back into the action, but, yeah, no, glad glad we have, to be honest. There's plenty to talk about, as, we'll, uh, as, we'll, as I'm sure we'll touch on in a minute. We certainly will. I mean, what a first day mm. of Western League action. I, I can't, in situations like this, you want to go down the road of superlatives, and yeah, actually yeah. I don't. Because it feels to me like, I mean, every season we enjoy the competitive nature of the league. Mm. But blimey, I mean, there were some games, there were some results there that I never saw coming. It was one hell of a way to kick off our new season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, we're, yeah, as I say, I know in particular in the Premier Division, we're going to touch on at least one or two of those where, yeah, they've um, yeah surprised somewhat. But obviously it could just be an early day, early season thing. But, you know, yeah, I think unpredictable and that's how we love it, isn't it? It certainly is. Um, right, let's get into the bones of this. Right, we've got two interviews, of course, we have. For those listeners who are new to the Toolstation Western League podcast, every week Tom and I obviously review some of the games across the league, but we also have two interviews, one interview from the Premier Division and the other interview from the First Division. This week's Premier Div- Division interview is with Dave Pierce, the manager of Bridgewater United. And uh, in the First Division, we bring a new name to the Toolstation Western League podcast. It is Alec Mills, who is manager of Cribs Reserves. So uh, we look forward to catching both of those interviews um, on this week's podcast. But we're going to kick off by talking about the action on Saturday, the 29th of July, 2023. In the Premier Division, we kick off with a five-goal thriller against two of the established powerhouses of the Premier Division, Clevedon Town, a side with pedigree and Buckland Athletic, a team that I tipped this season with real ambition. A five-goal thriller, Tom. How did it play out? Played out with the with the home side coming out on top. Uh, a goalless first half, so it was all, all the action came came after the break. Uh, and Clevedon made it, yeah, rip-roaring start to the second half. Freddie King scoring twice within sort of 10 minutes of the restart. So they, uh, yeah, really did fly out blocks uh, follow, following the interval, as I say. Uh, but then Buckland, as you said, they're, they're one of the sides you, you would keep your eye on at this at this stage of the season and, and have high hopes for. They did pull a goal back, Jared Lewington. Uh, but Sam Beresford was then then on hand to restore the, the home side's uh, two-goal advantage. So that was 10 minutes from time, putting them 3-1 up. Uh, and obviously, as we know, Buckland, yeah, I would I would imagine they're going to be in the top sort of couple of teams to, to score goals this year. Uh, they always seem, seem good for a, a, a high bevy of, of, of goals. Uh, and they did fight until the end. Ryan Bush going pretty late on. Uh, but yeah, they did just fall short in the uh, in the outcome of this one, falling to a three-two defeat, and it's uh, Cleveland who who start the season with a with a with a victory. Now moving on to Millbrook against Bridgewater United. Of course, last season Millbrook were one of the sides that struggled a little bit. We have to say, um, and Bridgewater got off to an incredible start and um, fell away at the end. Well, they've got off to another fantastic start on Saturday, Tom. 
Yeah, I don't think they could have hoped for much more, could they? Um, as you say, an underwhelming end to the, the previous campaign. So you were, yeah, um, or maybe we can obviously speak to Dave in a sec, but um, wary of a, you know, a, a hangover potentially, but that absolutely wasn't the case, was it? An 8-1 win uh, away from home at Millbrook for them. And uh, Jack Thorne, I mean, his... Um, yeah, his hat trick uh, towards the end of the first half, a hat trick of headers, sort of in in the space of 15 minutes towards the end of the first half, uh, putting them three goals to the good, uh, and uh, yeah, that was that was pretty much all she wrote. And then from there on, they they pushed on. Yeah, Tom Llewellyn's cross headed home right at the end of the first half to make it three 0 uh, Thorn, I would say, winding away with his with his hat trick goal. That was uh, yeah, an incredible end to the first half, and and they pushed on after, as I say, Adam Wright scoring a second half brace. Uh, Jake Llewellyn, uh, Sam Towler and Jack Taylor, of course, Jack Taylor scored, uh, also getting their names on the score sheet. So that was, uh, yeah, an 8-1 win for them uh, to start the campaign. So fantastic stuff from Bridgewater. And that gave me the perfect opportunity to speak to an old friend of the Toolstation Western League podcast, Dave Pierce, um, not the DJ. Um, Dave, of course, has been fantastic for us over the years and he's done a great job at Bridgewater United and it was great to have a chat with him. Um, and of course, reflecting on that 8-1 win, we started our conversation by reflecting on whether or not that victory was a sign of intent for this season. Well, you know, uh, pre-season, we had some really good pre-season results. Um, you know, we uh, played a lot of Southern League teams and come away with some good performances and good results. Um, Millbrook are going for a bit of a transitional period. You know, the manager's gone to gone to Salt Asher. Obviously, the whole squad's gone with him, um, like like they do. And um, we we were good on the day. You know, we were really good. Took a lot of took a lot of our chances. Um, Millbrook made it really hard in the first half an hour, but you know, we got some. We got some good firepower this year, and uh, I think it showed on showed on Saturday. Well, it was a much tighter affair last night, wasn't it? You had your first home game of the season against newly promoted Brixham. Um, how was that for you? Uh, very nervy. Um, it was. Uh, we we were lucky enough to play Brixham a couple of years ago in the FA Cup, so we knew it was going to be what sort of game it was going to be, even though a few players had changed. But um, yeah, you know, they made it again. You know, made it really hard for us. They sat quite deep and tried to hit us on the counter attack. Um, but again, like a bit like Saturday when we needed to, we made changes and the subs made a difference uh, to win us the game. And you know, I got you know, probably last year. If I'm going to be completely honest, last year we'd have probably lost that. Uh, this year, I feel that um, the players we brought in have have got that little bit of quality, and um, especially in front of goal. So it was great to win in front of the the first home game of the season and um, get two wins and points. Because obviously Brixham are one of the new sides to the league and I look forward to getting them onto the podcast. But of course they come with some notoriety because um, of their very good run in the FA Vars last season. So I guess they're probably not quite the unknown quantity that most newly promoted sides are within the Western League. No, um, I remember last year before the FA Cup we went down and they will be, if teams underestimate them, they'll get beaten. Um, They're very strong. We found their place really hard to play and it's real tight fit. Um, but you know, for us, it's it's one of those uh, we we never underestimate any teams from down that way. Um, they're all strong. They're all you know they've got some really good players. And they um, say so you can't underestimate anybody who's come up from a league. You know they've won the league, um, so you've got to show them some some respect. And I think well, I think they'll be you know in the top ten definitely, if not if not higher. So you you mentioned. Um, earlier that you were um, you had a good pre-season um, 
obviously you, you had some decent results against some high level opposition but ha- how pleased were you about the way that your squad came through it have you got any injuries have you are you pleased with the sort of the form that the side um has taken going into the opening week of the season yeah um we played Cleveland away last year um we drew um i had a bit of a chat with the players after you know promotion was sort of off the cards then and uh, I just said, look, if you, if you want to be here next year, um, you've got to come back. Better mentality, better fitness, prepared. And to be fair, everyone's come back with a different mindset, different preparation, or I should say better preparation. And uh, they've shown that with how they worked, how hard they worked in pre-season. Um, we've set up in you know, how we wanted to do things and every player's bought into it. And I, I can't complain one bit about pre-season you know and the way they, the players have adapted themselves and um, changed their mentality how I how I how I want it to be and um, yeah so going into um, into the season I'm, I can't be more happier really um, there's no injuries uh, which obviously played a big part for us last year so yeah so I can't be happier does that dare I ask whether that means that you're actually you feel like you're stronger going into this season than you you were last? Um, yeah, I'd probably, I think this is probably, um, probably would say, you know, it's probably one of the strongest teams we've had in terms of um, uh, everyone being on the same page. Uh, you know, the previous years we brought in some big names and it, it, it didn't work um, sort of just before COVID. Um, but this year we brought in some players who, yeah, very good. We've made some really good signings, and they and they've kicked on straight away and bought into how we want to do things. So, you know, we have been building this for sort of like two years. You know, after COVID, you know, we finished fourth on the Les Phillips last year. We we started like we did. Um, probably should have done a lot better in terms of closer to promotion. Um, and and you know, so hopefully this year we can be up in the top promotion places again. But you know, it's, it's a it's a long way to go um, and we've, I think I think I think the players will learn a lot from last year um, you know we really did throw it away when, when you look back I guess then the mentality of this season is going to be crucial isn't it because so often we see in football in particular that teams that come so close don't necessarily they're not necessarily able to get back to the level that they were previously at but I detect a certain hunger in your voice and if that is um, transmitted through to your players then you could be real promotion candidates this season yeah, I think I've, I've always been hungry. I think, but last year, you know, finishing the way we did and or where we did, and uh, you know, I look back and I expect a lot more. Um, you know, we 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 got into the January and we only lost once, and all of a sudden uh, the bad weather hit. I think we all took our foot off the pedal, thinking, "Oh, we'll be okay." Had two massive injuries in Morgan Williams and Jake Brown, who you know, Jake Brown was flying at the time. And no, I don't think anyone else stepped up, and I think we all took our foot off the pedal, and that, that included me. And so, in some some respects, um, and we never recovered. And you know, if you got to take your hat off to Malzor and Salt Ash, they they closed us down and and finished above us. So, uh, but this year, I think the players look at that and they think actually we we, you know, the manager was, was right in everything he was saying, and I think they'll want to prove um, prove everyone wrong and and try and get promoted. Um. If uh, have you got one eye on the other promotion candidates? Have, you know, are there a few teams that you've you, you think will do well this season? Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to look at the teams who are up and around last year. You know, Barnsley will be one. 
Helston, you know, I think Helston, they started didn't start great last year, but they they finished strong. You know, they won two cups as well. Um, I'd probably say Buckland. You know, look at all the players Buckland have signed. I mean, that's a hell of a squad they've put together. Um, I wouldn't write Falmouth off. I thought they were probably one of the best teams we played against last year. Um, and there'll always be, you know, a surprise package as well. You know, as I said, there's a few teams from Cornwall that we don't know about. So, and there'll be four or five who are up there. Um, but as I say, it's early days yet. You don't know what's going to happen in the next few months, especially when the VAR starts. Um, teams have FA Cup runs, uh, County Cup start, the League Cup starts early in, in October. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You can have a busy August, aren't you? I mean, you've, and you've got some good quality opposition. Um, um, you know, you mentioned Helston and Barnstable, and um, and um, you know, Welton Rovers gave you a good game last season as well. So it's uh, it's going to be a test right right out the blocks for you. It will be, yeah. I think every I think every game is going to be uh, tough this year. Um, I, you know, but look, you know, I think we've we'll learn a lot from last year. You know, the first two games we played Helston and Barnstable, um, and yeah, we'll use our experience for that, and um, it'd be no different. You know, we'll, we'll we, I think we're, we're more equipped this year to get through those games. I think we've got a better squad, um, but you know, it's, it's, again, it's down to the players on the day, the mentality. You know, and, and they're, they're two strong teams. You know, Houston and Barnstable. You know, and Welton. You know, Welton have signed a lot of players this year, so um, it's an exciting league to be in. Um, but hopefully, you know, we'll we'll be. We'll push ourselves this year and hopefully come away with August without being defeated and um, being as high at the table as possible. Well, your next match is Liscard in the FA Cup. Um, is that a competition that you enjoy or is that a bit of a distraction at this stage of the season? Uh, I, you know, I don't want to talk about last season too much, but <clears throat> getting knocked out of it um, in the first round against Biddeford was the best thing that happened to us last year because we just carried on with league games when other teams were playing in the FA Cup and stuff. Um, but this year, you know, we want to go a little bit further. Um, I think it's good to have a little cup run, especially now with two less league games this year, um, with the, the league being reduced to 18. So, yeah, we want to, you know, again, we're going against a team from the unknown, so but we'll prepare properly and, and hopefully we can come away with a win and we've got a home draw in the next round as well. Uh, now, finally, Dave, before we let you go, um, I've noticed that there's been some um, movement, some changing of the guard at, at Bridgewater Town. You've had a change of ownership. Clearly, your ambition remains the same, and it sounds to me that um, whatever changes have gone on at the club, they don't seem to have unsettled your own preparations um, for this season. But can you, uh, for those people who perhaps are listening to this and don't um, know what's gone on, can you tell us a little bit about the changes that have happened? Yeah, so <clears throat> and this will be my uh, third regime, so it's not something I'm I'm not used to. Um, uh, obviously, Adam Murray took over last year. He's moved the the men's side on to someone else, and they've they've come in and um, and you know their main focus is is the men's side, you know, and and they want to take the club as far as they can. They want to push it on, um, so they back me like Adam did um, to to do that, and uh, it's good to it's good to have a you know again someone he's, he's obviously fresh eyes, fresh ideas. He's hungry, he's passionate to to push the club forward. So um, you know we've 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 clicked straight away, and hopefully we can um, we can work together and get to the club to where where it should be. And my thanks to Dave for his time. Uh, now, the next fixture that we're going to discuss features the winners of last season's first division playoffs 
Oldland Abertonians coming up against Saltash United, the side that finished runners-up, of course, to Mousel. Um, so really, last season, there was a gulf between these two sides. 242 people watched this game, Tom, and they saw one hell of an affair. I absolutely did, yeah. This was um, yeah, fantastic start for, for Oldland in particular, who came out on top. Uh, 3-2 winners, as you say. Um, prevailing in the playoffs last year, ending the season on a huge high. Saltash, yeah, second, uh, just falling short of, of uh, toppling, toppling Mausel in the Premier Division title push. And, uh, yeah, they came unstuck on the opening day, uh, despite leading 2-1 in this encounter just after half-time. So they had fallen behind uh, midway through the first half. Um, uh, but then, yeah, a couple of goals from Kieran O'Malley. Either side of the interval put the Ashes 2-1 up. Uh, looked like they they sort of turned the corner and were were headed to a, an opening day victory. But Oldland had other ideas. Uh, Mason Davis getting them back on level terms, uh, and then they uh, they scored the decisive fifth goal. And it was Harrison Kite uh, scoring from close range, and uh, yeah, huge crowd. I'm sure they were thoroughly entertained. It sounded like a it sounded like a great affair, and it was Oldland who ran out three two winners at home to Saltash. Fantastic result, and one of those that you touched on earlier we would not have predicted uh, coming into into Saturday. So uh, yeah, fantastic stuff from the Abbots. Absolutely right. And again, 242 people at that game, but it wasn't the biggest attended on uh, the weekend. That went to St. Blasey against Shepton Mallet. That had 305 um, spectators at it. So um, congratulations to them. Of course, St. Blasey, a new side um, in our league. Now, the final game that we're going to feature in our Premier Division roundup is Welton Rovers against Barnstable Town. In our pre-season preview, which we did last week, this was the game that I picked out because Barnstable have got a fantastic ultra support. And, of course, I know from personal experience, um, having been on Summer Valley FM for many years, how well supported Welton Rovers are. So I thought this was have a, an absolute carnival atmosphere to it. It did, by all accounts, so my sources tell me. But um, unfortunately for the home fans, at least, they didn't go home happy. But Barnstable would have had one hell of a trip back, Tom. Mm, 100%, yeah. 4-2 win for them. As you say, uh, a good place to, to go. And, uh, and and it turned out so for, for Barnstable. Uh, Harry Foster, fantastic impact from him. Uh, joined from street, couple of goals. Uh, really making a difference between the two sides, I would say. Both sides scoring pretty early on to make it make it one all. Uh, but then Foster striking just prior to half-time to put, put Barnstable 2-1 up at the break. Uh, and then he was on target once again, just after the hour. So uh, a 3-1 lead at the time. Uh, Callum Laird then and adding a fourth. And, and Barnstable pretty much home and dry at that stage. Uh, late goal from uh, Lewis Russell from the penalty spot. And uh, got, got Welton back in it. But no, they, they, they fell short. And it was, it was Barnstable who, who ran out away victors. Now, moving on to our first division, we kick things off with Bishop Sutton against Bradford Town. Of course, Bradford Town, well known to this parish. They've rejoined us from the Hellenic League and we're very pleased to have them back. But, um, well, Tom, how best to sum up this game? Would it be the archetypal game of two halves? You might be onto something there, yeah. A uh, goalless at the break, so you think, no, tight affair, you know, not much between them. It's two... Two sides that, you know, that, yeah, Bishop Sutton will have been happy with, with last season. Bradford Town coming up and joining us, as you say. And, uh, yeah, they ran out 5-0 winners in the end, so they really did one poem after the break, the away side. Um, two goals within within moments of the restart. Jacob Mead and Ben Wickens, as I say, putting them two goals to the good. Uh, Fabian Stanislas then, then, then pretty soon after made it 3-0. And, uh, yeah, that was a pretty commanding advantage at that stage. And it was Owen Bartley and Corey Gardner. Uh, adding further goals. So, yeah, incredible second-half performance from Bradford away at Bishop's Own. 
Now, our next game is another five-goal thriller, but this one um, certainly a more even affair. Brislington, of course, the winners of the first division last season, the runaway winners, they did incredibly well. Coming up against Cribs Reserves. Now, we're not particularly familiar with having reserve teams in the Tool Station Western League, but Cribs have come back to us. Of course, we lost them, their first team, to the Hellenic League, and they've gone on to great things under Richard Luffman, who um, I always enjoyed interviewing on this podcast, even though he was a Southampton fan. Anyway, we won't get involved in that, um, but a five-goal thriller nonetheless, and perhaps, Tom, this one turned out differently from the way that most of the listeners might think. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're to, as we say, it's not been long since uh, the end of last year, and Brislington at that point couldn't lose, could they? They were they were absolutely rampant, and they were the ones that yeah ran away with the title. Um, rec- well, not record numbers, but huge number of goals, huge number of points, and you would have earmarked them for another another stellar season. Um, unfortunately for them, they they came unstuck on the opening day. Of course they did, because as, as as you said, we all would have predicted this or not. So a 3-2 defeat for them. Uh, game was decided in the final second, so it wasn't like they were played off the park by any means. But they did twice have to come from behind in this one. Uh, Cribs, yeah, doing away from home on, on their uh, first first encounter of the season. Uh, twice went ahead. Uh, and then it was finally decided in the 97th minute. So as I say, decided at the death. And it was James Clayton scoring. Scoring what turned, well, of course it was the winner, a 97th minute goal. A uh, 3-2 victory for Cribs away at Brislington. Well, what a wonderful opportunity to to hear from one of our new sides in the Western League, managed by Alec Mills. And we started our conversation by talking about that late winner. And I asked Alec to talk us through the game. Yeah, so first of all, it was obviously our first first venture into Step 6 football, having got promoted and um, we couldn't have really been given a, a more difficult first task going to the, the home of last year's champions. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't really know what to, what to expect in terms of in terms of um, how the game would play out. Game started at, at quite a fast pace and certainly uh, a quicker pace than we're than we're used to. After sort of a, a bit of back and forth, we we were awarded a penalty um, in I think it was the 12th minute to go one nil up. After that, we had a period where we, we were quite comfortable in the game and perhaps looking the more dangerous. But as the half went on, Brislington exerted their authority um, and equalised perhaps with 10 minutes to go to half-time. Um, half-time came at a good time for us, actually, and, and it allowed us to regroup somewhat. That said, the early part of the second half was, was very much uh, Brislington on the, on the front foot. But we managed to weather the storm and um, took the lead again to go 2-1 up on about the hour mark. After that, there was a sort of quite a sustained period of pressure from Brislington and they were awarded a penalty with perhaps 15 minutes or so to go. And once that, uh, once they had equalised, I think it was that we were, we were under sort of some quite severe pressure and, and the lads were sort of really putting their bodies on the line to... To, to maintain a point, really. That said, as the game progressed, we we did have a couple of breakaway opportunities, and in the 97th minute, we managed to uh, get ourselves a, a very very late winner, which um, was was well beyond our uh, wild ex, wildest expectations. And it was a, well, sort of a, gr- a great uh, great result and a great day, really. 
Absolutely, but more drama than Downton Abbey. I would imagine that your blood pressure could probably appreciate not so many dramatic winners as that. Well, if we come out on the uh, on the uh, right uh, right side of the score, I think that's something that that I take. Um, but yeah, certainly for both for myself um, and my co-manager Rob Hetherington, and also for the lads, most of which haven't played anywhere near that this this level and against this quality of opposition. Um, it was it was just a really really great day and and something that we're looking forward to carrying on for what's going to be a a long season. Well, I am interested in talking to you, obviously, about where you've come from as a side, but you are Cribs Reserve, so I was wondering, could you tell us a little bit about your relationship with the first team? Obviously, the first team is one we're familiar with in the Western League. You're a Western League side for for many years, and I know that Rich Luffman went on and, and, you know, he's done some great things, taking the side, obviously, into the Southern League. But if you could tell us a little bit about your relationship with the first team, it would be really interesting. Yeah, so as you say, um, we're we're a reserve team. Um, our first team got promoted last season and are about to embark on their first Southern League campaign under under uh, Richard. Richard and I speak speak regularly, and we're, Richard is very much sort of uh, wanting to know exactly what's going on, who's playing well, both in our team, indeed our third team, and the the younger age groups with the under 18s and where we can um, we can help out help each other out we, we we do so where were you playing your football last season last season we we had our first season in the Gloucestershire County League which is step 7 so the season before that we played in the Bristol Premier Combination uh, Premier Division which is step 8 um, and we've we've won titles back to back to gain the gain promotion to the to the Western League in our first stint at this level. And under all of that time, you've been playing under the banner of Cribs Reserves. That's correct. Yes. What is it you're looking to get out of this your first season in our first division? I think first of all, it, it's a, it's a really great opportunity for for the the players to um, showcase their talents at a higher level. The um, We've, we've had continuity of selection for several years and a sustained period of success at the lower level. Um, and we've now got the opportunity to play at step six football. And uh, we're looking to see how we can do that together. Personally, I haven't got any, any great concern that we haven't got the, the abilities within the current squad to, to compete at a reasonable level. I guess my biggest question mark to the team is um, how we're going to react um, to playing a 42 league game season. Certainly in the last two seasons we've gone from playing 20 league games two seasons ago to 30 30 league games last season and now 42 league games so so that's a a big extra commitment on all of us and I think that's probably my my biggest biggest question mark and an area of intrigue really. Um, now you've got Bristol Telephones at home. That's a midweek game. That's your first midweek game this season. And then um, you've got um, Bitten away. So I mean, those are going to be two stiff tests, aren't they, to come off the back of that very, very impressive win at Brislington? Yeah, you're, yes, you're, you're exactly right. Certainly, when the when the fixtures came out, it was it was quite a daunting prospect. Obviously, Brislington last year's runaway champions. Uh, Bristol Telephones, I understand. Have, have strengthened considerably and are looking to have a strong season. 
as are the resurrected Bitten team. So I'm not sure we could have hand-selected a, um, a more difficult start to the season. So um, it will be interesting to see how things play out and how uh, how we can a- adjust to the uh, to the level. Certainly, though, having won on Saturday and getting our first three points on the board, I think, is is a really big bonus for us and something which hopefully should give the lads the view that there that there's nothing first of all there's nothing for us to fear from the higher level but also an understanding of precisely what they need to do to be competitive and win games now as um cribs reserves you you share you ground share the lawns with the first team um ground sharing is something that you know the western league have had to do over the years with various sides um but obviously it means that um, supporters of other sides familiar with visiting cribs will enjoy the facilities that um, uh, that you know that historically um, they've been able to um, have access to um, at your club. Yes, I, I hope that everybody um, who comes along and, and watches um, in, enjoys the enjoys the hospitality of the club. I like to think that um, we treat our visitors uh, in the proper manner. So um, hopefully everybody who who comes along will it will enjoy their enjoy their their day. Certainly, the Western League Division One is very um, Bristol centric. So, well, I guess through the season, we're hoping for some some good attendances and the uh, opportunity to uh, rekindle some old friendships. And finally, Alec, um, this is the first time we've had you on the podcast. So it'd be interesting to hear about your personal journey to the Cribs Reserves dugout. Okay, well, um, I'm very much um, a one-club man, as as are many of um, my colleagues uh, in at Cribs Football Club. I started playing um, for the club in a former guise around about 1993, 1994-ish. Um, played approaching 700 games up until I, I retired about 10 years ago. In terms of um, in the dugout, so I took on the uh, reserve team manager role in the 2005-2006 season on a player-manager basis, and I've been doing it ever since. And more recently, um, I've been running running the team with my co-manager, Rob Hetherington, and we've uh, we've formed quite a a good partnership, and um, we've managed to pick up pick up quite a bit of silverware along the line so um yes things are all going well and my thanks to alec for his time now from one five goal thriller to another hallen against middlezoy rovers of course middlezoy another new side in the tool station western league and another one of those sides that we did talk about um on last week's pre-season preview largely because of the success of Nowsy and Tickenham of course when they joined our league they went all the way through the first division finished runners-up and ended up going up automatically to our premier division where they are this season now if Middlesbrough, a team that we know very little about could have gone to Hallen a side managed by Stuart Jones a well-established tool station Western League manager Hallen of course Western League royalty you know many years doing very great things in the Premier Division if Middlesbrough could go there and win that would be a statement of intent and so it proved Tom absolutely yeah another another away team that, that had an incredible second half performance to, to run out 
4-1 winners Middlesbrough in the end. So, yeah, real real statement, I would say, for the opening day of the season. It took them just 13 minutes uh, to break the duck at this level. Danny Lismore uh, beaten home keeper. But Hallen, another side who I'd sort of, yeah, would, would back to score a fair few goals this year. I think they're, yeah, they're quite quite progressive in how they play and they did respond pretty well Harrison Fairman making one apiece after half an hour and setting the game up pretty well going into the second half but uh, yeah Rovers were the team that, that pushed on and, and grabbed all three points uh, Lismore striking again early in the second half put them put them back ahead uh, and then it was yeah further goals from Liam Winter and Cam Birch helping Middlezoy uh, open their account so uh, yeah fantastic stuff from, from Rovers 4-1 winners away at Howell there you go there's, the, there's your headline Mm-hmm. On your on your pinken, that is the in the bleak Middlezoy winter. Hey. What do you think of that? Nailed it. Thank you very much. Right <laughs> now, the the last game we're going to feature in the first division is Wells City against uh, Cheddar. A, a really good crowd um, saw this one, but there were there was only one winner, Tom. Yeah, a pair of pair of Somerset sides meeting on the opening day, and it was was the home side who who ran out big winners. Wells four uh, 0 uh, victors over over Cheddar. Good start from them. James Bayless, Comrade Peck, Harry Warwick, and Reese Cook all getting their name on the score sheet in this one. So yeah, they uh, yeah well couldn't have couldn't have dreamed of a much better start could they? Wales four 0 winners and uh, yeah nice nice opening day result for them. Splendid stuff. <clears throat> now we do have quite a few midweek fixtures coming up as we will over the next few uh, few weeks, but we're going to turn our attention to Saturday the fifth of August. And um, we've got a full programme in the first division. We've got FA Cup extra preliminary round action, which I'll talk you through in a minute. But, Tom, do you want to kick us off? Which is your game of the day on Saturday, the 5th of August? For, for two of the uh, two of the big the big winners uh, from Saturday, we, had, we did touch on them uh, during our during our round-up. So we've gone for Biddlezoy. They get their first home encounter of the season, and they take on Bradford. So, obviously, uh, both both big winners away from home. Both teams um, did incredible well. Really well after after the break as well, so a couple of uh, potentially um, pretty fit sides. So yeah, going going up against each other on Saturday should should be interesting to see how they they back up their results from from Saturday. And I'll go for a very local derby, Canesham Town against Tengrove Athletic. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this will be an incredibly competitive affair, not least because these sides are so close together. So I'm sure that that will be very well supported at Canesham. And a very competitive game. Um, but the real meat and drink of uh, Saturday is going to be the FA Cup extra preliminary round. Yes, indeed, listeners, the march to the arch starts on Saturday, would you believe it or not? And um, whilst I don't really hold out that much hope that a Western League side might make it all the way to the FA Cup final, we can but hope. So let's run through these fixtures very quickly. We've got an all-tool station Western League affair between Barnstable Town and Saltash United. Bridgewater United are at home to Liscard Athletic. Brislington entertains Shaftesbury Town. Another all-tool station affair between Buckland Athletic and Torpoint Athletic. Clevedon Town, they take on Wantage. Falmouth Town, they entertain Exmouth Town, formerly of this parish, of course. Helston Athletic are at home to another former Tool Station Western League side in Will and Rovers. Our Premier Division champions, Mousel, now of the Southern League. Um, they take on Ilfracombe Town. Oakhampton Argyle, they entertain Brixham. Oldland Abertonians take on Blackfield and Langley. Shepton Mallet take on former... Western League Premier Division side Sherbourne Town. Street and Millbrook will play out another all-tool station Western League affair. Tring, they entertain Nowsy and Tickenham. There's a little journey for you. And Wellington, they are at home to Biddeford. 
Well, City entertain AFC Porchester. It's just a shame that Brett Pittman's no longer there because otherwise I may well have been there myself. Welton Rovers, they're at home to another Hampshire side, Fareham Town. And St Blasey, they make the trip to Wendron United. So that is your FA Cup extra preliminary round fixtures um, this weekend. Now, Tom, um, we have, of course, been reviewing your excellent Toolstation Western League bulletin. For those people listening who have never listened before, where can they find it? So that is on the uh, the Toolstation League, uh, the official website, which has been uh, revamped as it is most seasons, which is lovely. Um, so that is on the homepage. If you, uh, yeah, if you, it's always in the latest news section, and then also there is a specific page that, that updates every week, and the bulletin will come out um, usually on a on a Sunday at some point dur- during the afternoon or. And that will uh, round up what's happened during the week, look ahead to what's to come. And once sort of tables and top scorers uh, start to start to take shape, that will all be in there. It also includes sort of latest news and what's not. So, yeah, that's, um, as you say, back up and running and uh, that'll be out every week. Tom, it's been great that we've got back up and running. Absolutely. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you next week on the Tool Station Western League podcast. <laughs>